Hello and welcome to the Rock and Roll Football Absolute Radio podcast with Matt Ford. And now, for your pleasure, Matt Dyson. Hi there. Welcome to another podcast. A slight delay from you, you there, my... Dyson. Were you, were you thinking Can... about your words carefully or what? No, no. I think it's just on my line. Can you hear my son screaming in the background as well? He keeps, he I keeps can't. interrupting our broadcasts. It's ridiculous. I'm going to have to have a serious word with him later. Keep but is he okay? Down. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah, he's just a general one and a half year old screaming because he wants to get out of the, uh, get out from his stair gate and leave the living room probably to potter around like potty potters around, much like Roy Keane does. As you'll find that on this episode. <laughs> well, yes, Roy. Roy joins the show in in his own unique way uh, today. We also have a terrible tale about Stephen Gerrard's manhood. Um, yes, some incredible gossip from people's lives, which is yeah. very very exciting. Some amazing um, stuff from uh, professional wrestling in the UK back in the 70s involving older ladies and knitting needles as well. Oh, Shocking you scenes. You will not be able to guess <laughs> some of the madness. We shall delay it no longer. Enjoy. Brace yourselves. It's time for the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Rock and Roll Football on Absolute Radio with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. And already pandemonium in the Premier League and in the Championship. Matt, what's happening? I think we should maybe just do four air horns for one guy who's done an amazing job this afternoon, can we? Sounds all so f- silly. <laughs> all oh four of them. All four of them for Mikhail Antonio, who scored four goals for West Ham against Norwich, who are going to lose this afternoon and will then be relegated back to the Championship. It will be confirmed today. There's no way they're coming back from that. Antonio on fire. He's been playing up front on his own since the restart and hasn't had too much luck. But, God, it's, all his chickens came home to roost today, didn't they? Incredible. Incredible. And he used to play for Forest anyway. Let's not dwell on that. I know, I know. If only we kept hold of him, we could (laughs) do with his goals at the moment. Uh, Newcastle Watford is one all. Uh, Dwight Gale put Newcastle one up in the first half. Troy Deeney has scored a penalty in the second, so it could go either way. That one in the Championship, Reading a one nil up at Charlton. They took an early lead after just three minutes in that game and Brentford are 3-1 up at Derby Ben Rahm has just scored his second of the afternoon uh, so they're winning comfortably at Derby County and are really putting the pressure on West Brom at the top of the table aren't they or the, oh, the second place Absolutely sorry I should say blistering start to football this afternoon there's already four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 11 goals just in four games Oh my word! It's it's really the thing is now. It's obviously weird not having fans there, but it actually doesn't take away from it that much anymore. It's become less no. weird, I think, as the weeks have gone on. Yeah, and we should say at the start of the show, we're very sad to learn today that Jack Charlton has died, uh, a legend, oh, of course, so a member of the 1966 England World Cup winning team, a legend at Leeds, a legend managing Ireland, yeah. um, and just a huge personality. So we're really sad to hear that he's died at the age of 85. Um, and football fans all over the world are paying tribute to him. What a great guy. He was, he, he was an amazing pundit as well. He's a very funny, very honest guy. I, I don't remember him in 66 as I obviously wasn't alive then, but what he did at Ireland was amazing. He was he seemed like such a fun manager yeah, in football. Yes. He's a real character and he'll be sadly missed. He will. I remember hearing a great story about him. And I, I, this could be one of those apocryphal tales, but apparently when he was right, manager yeah. of Ireland and he'd go into a pub in Ireland, like he was a god there. Yeah. And um, he'd say, right, I'm buying everyone in the pub a drink. And everyone would go, yeah. And then he'd pay with a cheque oh, because he, he knew that no landlord in Ireland would cash a cheque signed by Jack Charlton. <laughs> <laughs> so he never actually had to buy the drinks. There's apparently there's pubs all over Ireland with, with framed Jack Charlton checks nice. up behind the bar. Very clever what, trick. What a legend. <laughs> Matt, Matt and you. Rock and roll football. Somebody that I used to know by Gotcha, who are presumably fans of Noel Edmonds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they named themselves that. They were, they were big yeah. fans of. Um, they were great name. Yeah, I think, I think they were originally called Crinkly. Originally called Crinkly Bottom, weren't they? And they they changed it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's oh, so much uh, red hot football action coming up on the way, and here to preview it is Matt Dyson. 
Yes, just quickly, Troy Deeney scored a second, another penalty. They're beating Newcastle 2-1. Uh, oh, thank you, Airhorn Meister. I was at a loose end last night with no Friday top flight football. Friday night is pretty much the only night of the week where there's no Premier League games at the moment. It's felt like there's a summer tournament going on with so many matches taking place at different times of the day. Things happening that we've never seen before in the Premier League. Five subs, tactical timeout chats with the manager disrupting the flow of games that they're calling water breaks. And perhaps most surprising of all, Roy Hodgson fist-bumping people. It's quite a sight to see the 72-year-old maintaining social distancing and embracing youth culture so much the wise old owl is being tipped by bookies to join in with a fortnight dance reenactment after the next Palace goal. Uh, back on Thursday night, Jose continued to suck the life out of Tottenham. Spurs becoming the first team to fail to have a shot on target against Bournemouth since Middlesbrough in the Championship in 2015. Mourinho's really made them box office just as the trailer for the new Amazon Prime documentary comes out all or nothing it's not much of a spoiler to suggest it's veering towards the latter just one three o'clock kickoff today the team with the most clean sheets this season up against the team with the second most clean sheets very tidy beds boys maybe suggesting this could be a goalless draw but surely not champions Liverpool expected to beat Burnley at Anfield despite the Pope-mobile rolling into town Nick Pope in good form in goal for Sean Dyche's team and pushing for an England start but even God's own representative on earth staff and all would struggle to keep out Mane, Salah and Firmino in full flow in the championship West Brom now looking a safer bet for the second automatic promotion spot behind Leeds away at Blackburn uh, bottom club Barnsley take on financially flattened Wigan while playoff chasing Nottingham Forest face a tough trip to Preston after the Fulham game midweek we're not feeling quite as confident about our chances of going up after that Mm. that Fulham game but in the words of the late great Jack Charlton who sadly passed away this weekend at the age of 85 it was a game we should have won we lost it because we thought we were going to win it but then again I thought there was no way we were ever going to get a result R.A.P. J.C. Oh oh my word take a back that was incredible Dyson it had everything perfectly timed loads of funny little bits of wordplay and a beautiful tribute at the end have yourself a slice of toast the rock and roll football podcast with matt ford and matt dyson it's all over in the premier league and sad news for east anglia matt dyson yes um norwich are officially down uh, they came out of the restart pretty much seeming to have accepted their fate and they haven't really been trying that hard, it, it would appear. And they've been absolutely battered down. I don't know if Delia Smith came on the pitch at half-time to try and do another rousing, rallying cry, but um, no Where one responded. Where are you? <laughs> Where Let's are be you? having you. They lost 4-0 at home to West Ham, who aren't great themselves. Antonio scoring all four goals. Unbelievable. They lost 4-0 to Mikel Antonio. Yeah, exactly. And Watford, a uh, big result for Watford in their battle to stay in the Premier League. They've uh, come from behind to beat Newcastle 2-1. A brace of penalties from Troy Deeney in that one. Uh, and uh, in the Championship, the final whistle's gone. Uh, Brentford winning 3-1 at Derby County. Reading about to hold on for a 1-0 win at Charlton. Tommy Doyle plays for Man City. and An incredible revelation about his family tree. Both his granddads played for Man City in the 60s and 70s. He's the, he's the grandson amazing, of both Mike Doyle and Glyn Pardo. Both his granddads played for Man City. It's just incredible. <laughs> it's unbelievable. He was destined to play for them, wasn't he? He was. Well, if, you'd have, if you'd have followed your granddad's career trajectory, what would you be doing uh, today? Well, my granddad, Bert, worked for BT. Yeah. Oh, it was a great granddad. Name. He worked for BT as a phone engineer. So it's a kind of that. that's almost non- nominative determinism because his first and last letter of his first name are BT. Oh yeah, I'd never thought about that. I must tell my dad that. That's great, great. And, great and if your no- grandma worked for Royal Mail, you could have had the ER in the middle. Oh, sadly no, Phyllis didn't. No, um, and uh, another great grandma I, name. I, I think Phyllis uh, was. Um, she, I think she was a housewife. To be honest, I'll, I'll double check with my dad. Um, and um, uh, granddad Fred. During the war, he was in the Navy. He was a wireless Ooh. operator. A wireless operator. So quite oh similar. Word. In a way, there's some similarities. We are operating on the wireless. He did so for the Royal Navy, where they called him Sparks. His nickname was Sparks. 
Um, wow. So, yeah. Um, and that's really odd because that's not your nickname. No, it's not. It's really, yeah, it's definitely not. Uh, but yeah, I feel like telecoms, that's wireless, there's some course, connection. There's some it's, connection. Yeah. Well, there would be a connection if both your granddads were working on it because I'm sure they'd be very good. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That you? is incredible. What about you? They must have had so many jokes when your granddad got engaged. Uh, would, oh, would they? They were uh, for BT. Oh, of course, yeah. Granddad. He was always engaged, yeah. didn't he? He works for BT. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get busy. My granddad worked in the rally factory in Nottingham. Oh, nice. So he'd yes. have made, like, rally choppers and stuff like that. Oh, and amazing. And I can't think of any connection to my current life, so I don't think... No. Well, you cycle a lot, though, don't you? You do a lot of uh, oh. cycling in the house, so, you know. Yes, I've ended there up is using a connection. an bike nearly yeah. every day during lockdown. Amazing. Oh, that's I hadn't even thought of that. I mean, what what do you think your granddad would make of your current job? Uh, my granddad, Fred, was a Coventry City fan, and he could never pronounce any of the players' names. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Peter Unlove famously played for Coventry's, Coventry in the 90s. He used to call him Nude Love. Uh, and uh, any, any, one of the few people in the world I've ever known to mispronounce Gaza's name, he called him Gaza. <laughs> I love that Gaza. Isn't just he great Middle Gaza? East politics. <laughs> Maybe he was talking about something different. I don't know. But, yeah, he would have felt for me on the old pronunciations of the names. So. Certainly. Oh, man. Well, text us on 8.12.15. What would you be doing today if you'd followed your granddad's profession? And let us know what you think your grandparents would make of your job. Because most of these jobs that we do today didn't exist when our grandparents were growing up. If I'd have told yeah. my granddad, I'd have ended up being a comedian and hosting a show <laughs> called Rock and Roll Football. He'd have been like, what? What do you mean? <laughs> what? What is Absolute Radio? I'm sure he would have been a huge fan of it. I'm not talking the brand yeah. down. But well, I, I yeah. don't think to our grandparents' ears, our modern professions would make a great deal of sense. Text us on no. 81250. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. We've had some brilliant messages here from what would people be doing if they followed their granddad's profession. I don't know why I've struggled to say that. What would you be doing if you were following your granddad's profession? Text us on 81215. And do let us know what you think your grandparents would make of your current job. Um, Phil in Huddersfield says, if I'd have followed my granddad, I would have been a butcher. As it is, I manufacture fire engines. Wow, that's an amazing That is so cool. That's like two proper (laughs) old-fashioned trades. Yeah, serious. That's impressive. Uh, Ian in Glasgow says, my mum's dad was a builder. My dad's dad was an electrician. I have my own letting agency. But in a way, that's a bit like you, where they've built the houses and now he lets them out. Yeah, yeah, it sort of works, doesn't it? Handed down. This one's brilliant. Debbie in Skipton. I'd be playing cricket for England like my late great-granddad, Eddie Painter, who played in the Bodyline series against Australia. I mean, yeah. oh, that's what you've got to... Text on eight twelve fifteen if you've got a famous granddad or if your granddad oh, played yes. sport at any level. Famous oh, granddads. Yes. Or, gran- or grandmas. Famous granddads or grandmas. Famous sporting grandma and granddads. That's perfect, because that's where this oh. all started, of course, isn't it? With older uh, Tommy Doyle, the young Man City player, and his famous grandparents. Oh, if, any, if your grandparent did anything famous, or particularly sporting, text us now. You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. I don't think we've ever had so many texts in my life. We're asking <laughs> you to text know. on 81215 if any of your grandparents were sportingly famous, any sporting achievement, but particularly if they played football um, or, or celebrities anyway. I mean, there were just so many people who got grandparents that were sports stars, Dyson. Yeah, yeah, it's really impressive. Frank Smith used to play for Tottenham Hotspur. Um, uh, this also says my granddad, Michael Bailey, was a famous magician and president of the Magic Circle. That's from Emma. Wow. Taught Anthony Hopkins magic for the film Magic, apparently. That's incredible. Very impressive. You got one there about wrestling? Oh, yes. <laughs> this is from Dan in Leeds. Uh, he says, my granddad, Jim Armstrong, was the British heavyweight wrestling champion in the 70s. He would go over the top rope as part of his act. And one time, an old lady once stabbed him up the bum with a knitting needle. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, my word. <laughs> Sounds horrible. Well, I hope he was okay. <laughs> yeah, Who goes to a wrestling match and knit? Who knits at a wrestling match? <laughs> it was the 70s. That sort of thing went down then, I think. 
but imagine if you went to like a, a, an Anthony Joshua fight and there was a little old lady <laughs> on the front. And just doing some Seeming. Matt, Matt and you. Rock and roll football. You need to let us know if any of your grandparents played football or were sporting in any way. Text us on 81215 if they were notable sports men and women. Some of these are incredible, Dyson. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Eric Wakeman played for Middlesbrough. Jack Badham was a top fight player for Birmingham City in the 50s. Hard as nails, says Sarah. Got them to the FA Cup final in 56. We're getting a lot of grandparents who played at a high level. It would be nice if we could have like some maybe that we've like heard of. You know, like, because, whoa, like, whoa, these are whoa, great. Whoa. These are great, and these are amazing. What? But like, you know, if, if we could have a household name, something like a grandchild, a grandson, or a granddaughter of a household name, that would be amazing. That's what I'm saying, don't you think? Yeah, but to some people, these will be household names. That's just well, they will. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, but, you, know, you rotter! Let's see what we can get. Let's see what we can get. Some what people haven't taken this entirely seriously. Someone has said, "My grandma Bessie was famous for for making Yorkshire puddings." Uh, no, yeah, I think they've got the relative wrong as well because it's Aunt Bessie, isn't it? So I don't, uh, that's don't right. believe that. That's right. Aunt Bessie made the Yorkshire puddings and Uncle Ben made the rice. The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Rock and Roll Football on Absolute Radio. We've got some early goals to tell you about already in the three o'clock kickoffs, but Dyson and I both glued to our laptops because Forrest have got a penalty. Lewis Graben is about to take it. We can bring you this as it happens. My mm. word, is he going to score? <laughs> he does. Forrest have one nil yeah. up. Get in. Yes. Come on. What a brilliant Lovely. start. I'm- I know, amazing. Penalty after five minutes away at Preston, looking very good. I actually am a couple of minutes ahead of you, but I went silent then out of respect for you. I didn't want to ruin the excitement for you. I let, oh, you, I let you watch oh, that. Babes. I didn't want to ruin it for you. <laughs> no, you know, that's the kind of thing I do. You know? do that. Yeah, <laughs> So you're welcome, mate. You're welcome. Anyway, three other air horns we need at this stage, please. Millwall 1-0 up at Hull, an amazing goal from the edge of the box right into the top corner from Ryan Leonard. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday, 1-0 up at QPR. And Naki Wells has just scored for Bristol City there, 1-0 up at Middlesbrough. Oh, a thrilling start to the show. Don't forget to text us on 8-12-15 if either of your grandparents, any of your grandparents were famous footballers or sports people in any way. Have you got some there, Dyson? Uh, yes, here's one from uh, Rich Pollock, uh, who says, uh, my granddad was a PE teacher in Lincolnshire and taught England's Ray Clements to play in goal. Now we're talking. That, that is huge. impressive. Um, yeah. Rich Pollock sounds like an insult that you'd throw at someone <laughs> with a lot of money. Here, yeah, you Rich you're Pollock. Here, Rich Pollock. It's a great name, isn't it? It's got a lovely ring to it. Yeah, text us on 81215 if your name sounds like an insult. If it sounds like something you could spit out over a pint, then let us know. We've had another brilliant one here. Andy and Warrington says, My granddad was famous for beating Eric Bristow in a pub in Warrington. Um, it doesn't actually say whether it was at darts or not. I no. hope it was. He <laughs> just didn't violently attack Eric Bristow in a pub in Warrington. But um, it's no. not the sort of thing we want to encourage. No one wants that for the crafty cockney, do they? No. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Rock and Roll Football on Absolute Ready with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. So many stories coming in about people's famous footballing grandparents. Mm. I mean, we'd have a, we've, we've got two first 11s at least here. Yeah, there's loads of them. Um, keep them coming. Sam, not a footballer, but on off the back of that uh, Eric Bristow story, Sam has just texted in to say that Sam's granddad beat Alex Higgins at snooker in a snooker hall in Warsaw, which is an amazing, an amazing feat. That's great. Um, Dave Godfrey says, my grandma was famous for sticking knitting needles up wrestlers' bums. Um, <laughs> Which I think is a joke linked to her yeah. earlier message <laughs> so, about someone who's uh, grand, yeah. granddad was a restaurant got a knitting needle. I mean, when they, they say... all at it. Up, up the bob. I presume they just mean just a, a, a mild poke on the cheek. I hope so, yeah. I mean, uh, otherwise you may need to go to hospital, I think. Yeah, yeah I don't want to go bum crazy, but I often think, you know, <laughs> sometimes with... I'm quite... Phobic's not the right word. If I go to hospital yep. and I need an injection or whatever, I am a little bit nervy about it. 
Right, yeah. And with like having to, to you know, give blood or whatever. I always think, just surely, the, the, basically the chubbiest part of all of us is that part, isn't it? That must be the, that must be the easiest place to do it. Yes, right. Because that's where you'd rather have it, do you think? It? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah I suppose so, yeah. It's better think? than, yeah, it's probably hurts less than other parts of the body as well, I'd imagine. Yeah, it's a pretty good idea. I'm not sure I'd yeah, want a granny's yeah. knitting needle there, though, to be honest. But, um, yeah. I mean, the thing with knitting needles is they're so big. They're not that sharp either. They're quite blunt, aren't they? Yeah, yeah that'd hurt, really? actually, yeah, because it wouldn't yeah. pierce the skin. That'd be like getting hit yeah. with a kind of a spoon. Yeah, it would leave a bruise, wouldn't it, I think? These grannies, actually, the more I think about this, the more I think it was a senseless attack. Uh, and if anyone can identify yeah. uh, the lady that I'm presuming about 50 years ago savagely attacked a British wrestler in a tent, in, where was it? Skegness <laughs> or somewhere? I can't remember where it was. Good question. Somewhere. Yeah, but I, Someplace. Yeah, I mean, you know, knitting going on while watching live wrestling, and then that happens. It's just not on. Although, you know, it depends on your perspective, doesn't it? We're all saying, oh, who takes knitting to the front of a wrestling match? But from her perspective, she's gone out for a quiet little knit and then people have started wrestling around her. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. I mean, I think they should they should take all needles off uh, elderly ladies uh, on entry to What was the word there? Elderly ladies. Elderly ladies. Elderly ladies. All knitting needles should be handed in at the door, at the turnstile. It turned into Barraclough from Open All Hours. Granville, fetch a cloth. Right, I'm going to turn Dyson on and off again. You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. I suppose we'd better have an air horn. Not a particularly happy one, Matt Dyson. No, uh, it's an equaliser for Preston. Jaden Stockley has scored. It's now one all. Preston against Nottingham Forest. Uh, in the no. Premier League, still goalless. Burnley, Liverpool. By the way, that's a bit of a shocker, isn't it? A bit of a surprise. But uh, you know, the champions have already won the title. So, does this really matter? It's still nil nil. Earlier, uh, Norwich got relegated after getting battered four nil at home to West Ham. That's very sad. Now, earlier in the show, you may have thought that you tuned in to some highbrow discussion on on Radio Four. Um, we were talking about wrestlers who've had knitting needles at the bum and we <laughs> continue that highbrow tone now um, so maybe pour yourself a glass of red or something um, Stephen Gerrard this week has spoken about the time that he had a unique injury uh, during a game against Bournemouth and yeah. I mean my word he um, I mean how would you describe it he, he needed some stitches yeah. because he'd, he'd, he'd cut a, a, a sensitive yeah. part of his body some um, studs had gone, yeah, you know, very... He said in his book, I, I hoped I wasn't saying goodbye to an old friend at the time. That's what he thought. That's a, <laughs> and he a, needed, quite a philosophical relationship he's got with his... Yeah, he calls it, calls it his old friend. It's lovely, isn't it, yeah? Goodbye, friend. I'll see you again one day in a better place. <laughs> and just sail it off to Valhalla on a little burning boat on a river. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> I mean, it's the, 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 some of the, because it's the, the ex Liverpool doctor, Andrew Matthews, talked about it. And he says, so he runs onto the pitch and he realizes that Gerard's thingy is cut and he's going to need stitches. He says, yeah. I was trying to think back to my medical training and nowhere does it teach you how to stitch a thingy. No, yeah. Oh, yeah, come, yeah. Why is this country coming to? We've really stopped <laughs> teaching the basics. That should, be like on, that should be day one, shouldn't it? Surely. Yeah, the numbers, your times tables, your, your alphabet, and how to stitch your sausage. Um, but then he says, I thought, <laughs> I don't want the first sausage I've stitched to be Stephen Gerrard's, but it was. No. But it, <laughs> which suggests perhaps he'd been thinking about this for quite some time, carrying well, yeah. this round. Oh, yeah. I just oh, when's it going to happen? happen? When's Anyone. it going to happen? Any, anyone's but his. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he shouldn't have put a call. If he hadn't done it before, he should have maybe put a, port, put a call out on the Tannoy system. Are there any old ladies with knitting needles in here today <laughs> that could come? But you might need more of a sewing needle, perhaps, than a knitting needle. But, you know, could be worth a go. Well, Four stitches sure. he had in it, apparently. Four. <laughs> Four. I mean, that's quite a big cut. Yeah, it sounds. Amazing. I mean, it'd be, it, 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 surely as the years have gone by, he's like, yeah, I needed twenty-five stitches. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's so big, like, yeah. yeah. I think it was like fifty-five stitches in the end, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, but after the procedure, after the procedure, he lasted for ninety minutes. Um, but that that was after the yeah, game. Yeah, he played on, didn't he? he played on amazingly. Yeah. 
Yeah. He said his teammates were peeing themselves laughing, um, which is something he couldn't do for a good three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, Matt and you. Rock and roll football. It's almost half time in the three o'clock kickoff, so we've got a three triple lay air horn action special. <laughs> Let's go live to Matt Dyson. Yes, thank you, Fordy. Liverpool have finally made the breakthrough in the Premier League, the one three o'clock kickoff in the Premier League this afternoon. The champions 1-0 up through Andy Robertson against Burnley. West Brom are 1-0 up. Philip Krovinovic with a goal. And a very important for West Brom in their bid to make the second automatic promotion place. And Bristol City have got a second. Jamie Patterson scored and they're 2-0 up at Middlesbrough. I'm so jealous of those teams that have <laughs> got themselves in a position where they could go up automatic. But hopefully, Forest in the playoffs. It's yeah. 1-1 at the moment away at Preston North End. Um, now, a regular feature on the show is where um, we get Roy Keane to rant about various topics after um, Darren Bent revealed that he ranted for two hours about yoga and Lucas aid. <laughs> um, so we've got, we've got Roy Keane here. Uh, Matt yes, Dyson, great. what options Can't do we have wait. for Roy? Uh, well, first up, uh, we've had many requests for a rant. Uh, Billy Husky has suggested the musical theatre crisis, Roy. What do you make of that? Oh, I don't get me started on that now. I, I don't take... Musical theatre is not up my street, as you might not be You might not be surprised to hear. I like proper gritty theatre, you know, telling proper stories about real lives, you know, things like Angela's Ashes and stuff like that. I don't want people <laughs> yeah. prattling about with all this eyeliner on and, and glitter and sequins. You know, when you're, when you're looking at it, you, I don't know where to look, you know, because there's, there's too much colour on the stage, it's all bright, people running around in tutus. And I think no one talks like that in real life. That's the issue I have. You know, I don't burst in a song, do I? You know, when someone asks me, Roy, what do you make of the defending? I don't go, the defending was good. The defending was bad. Look at it every day and it would make me sad. They go, Roy, what's wrong with you? You you lost your mind. And, And yet, week in, week out, day in, day out, in the West End or London and all these other theatres around the world, people running around pretending that they burst into song. It's built on the line of not having it. I think a, a nice duet with you and Patrice Evera perhaps could be on, could be on the cards, Roy. No, not at all. Someone. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm not having that. <laughs> okay, uh, another subject. Adam Ross says, "What do you think about uh, Nottingham Forest, your old team, conceding in the 97th minute against Derby oh, last week?" Just shouldn't happen. You shouldn't be uh, conceding goals at all, ever. Let alone in the 97th minute. You know, uh, if any team I ever played for conceded any goal, I'd live it. That's not what you're playing football for. The whole point of having a goalkeeper is to not score a goal. And the whole point of having a defence is, is to not concede a goal. I, I, I don't understand these teams that let goals in. I, I never understand it. If one goal goes in, the whole team's a complete failure. And as for, you know, 97 minutes, you know, there's some games I've played in where on the 97th minute, I was already in the pub because we finished at nine at 90 minutes I'd then come off showered shaved got my suit on and I'd already got to the local pub you know the TBI whatever it was back then <laughs> but at 97th minute I'll be on I'd be halfway to a steak pie and and these lads are still in the ground conceding goals that game's gone <laughs> The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson Time to check on the half. Huh, 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 what happened there? I was going to say half time <laughs> scores, and then it, it sounded like I've been dropped into a cold bath. Thank you. Any Premier League three. Okay, even what is happening to us? I don't Catch know. In there. Uh, Liverpool are walking up against Burnley at half time. Uh, West Ham got 4 0 at Norwich, relegating them. And Watford got a 2 1 win against Newcastle. I mean, they're now six of the relegation zone. Big win for Watford that earlier today. Uh, half-time, Sheffield Wednesday tuning up at QPR. It's one all Preston Forest. Bristol City winning two. Middlesbrough. Millwall one up. One up at Blackburn and Barnsley. Wigan down the bottom. Barnsley bottom of the table and nil-nil at half-time in that game. Plenty of goals today already, uh, and a real particularly thrilling in the championship. Obviously, in the Premier League, we want to know who else gets relegated with Norwich and who gets into those European spots. But the, I think a lot of the country now looking because it's really exciting to see who's going to get promoted. Would it be Leeds and West Brom automatic? Are Brentford going to get that automatic place? Obviously, for us, 
be going up through the playoffs. So it's all very exciting. Um, but text on 81215 yeah. grandparents, and if any of them are famous sports people, Noah Hume says, my granddad, John Hume, played for Bolton Wanderers in the 60s before captaining Reading and Berry in the 60s. And he played alongside Franny Lee. Absolute oh, legend. Oh, wow. That's so that's impressive. more up your street. You, you wanted more famous there we ones. Go. You, were, you were quite yes. disparaging about some of the ones we'd had. I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. And we were also talking about grandparents, you know, what they do to compare to with what you do. And we had one text just said, if I followed oh. in my granddad's footsteps, I would have owned a yacht... Uh, and run my own record company in Florida, but I work in accounts for local government. Hashtag disappointed. Hmm. Whoa. But so we need to know <laughs> who his granddad is then. I know, yeah. Record company boss with a yacht in Florida. His granddad was doing well. Maybe he's one of the household names we haven't touched on yet. Also, if you're a grandparent who's got a famous grandkid, get in touch. Ah, Yes. Because then you might get a household name because they'll be around today. Matt, Matt and you. Rock and roll football. Second halves are underway across the country. It's rock and roll football on Absolute Radio with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. No goals in the second halves yet. But all eyes on the championship. I think that's fair to say, isn't it? At this point of the season, people start to tune into the second division a bit more and see who's going to come up to the Premier League. Certainly, it's a very exciting climax to the season and the championship coming up, but West Brom still winning at this stage, so they're currently uh, just gone back above Leeds as it stands at the moment, uh, but I'm sure Leeds will get another win, but both of those two now looking pretty, pretty certain if it stays like this to get the two automatic spots. Spurs played Bournemouth in a week and Bournemouth's Adam Smith was quite badly injured, he needed oxygen and was attended to medics mm. for eight minutes on the pitch. Uh, after a clash with Tottenham's Ben Davies. Really worrying. Um, And apparently as he lay on the field getting oxygen, Harry Kane went up to him and said, "Uh, don't worry, mate, you're still ugly. (laughs) To try and pep him up. Try and lighten the mood. I mean, it looks yeah. really serious. As well, the pictures of the incident, there was like there's a team of about eight paramedics around him, giving him oxygen. It looks a very serious uh, situation. And there's Kane popping up, making wisecracks. What's, what's going on? Yeah, not now, Harry. And like, he's not exactly David Gandhi, is he? It's like, <laughs> who are you to tell? What? Look at yourself, mate. You're telling me I'm not fit. Look at your beard. You can't even grow a proper one. Get out of it. I mean, you'd come round. If you're Adam Smith, you'd come round from that. You'd go, I must have been hit really hard. I started hallucinating and thought Harry Kane was calling me names. <laughs> you wouldn't take it Harry Kane, like, what? I mean, I think, you know, it, he seems like a really pleasant guy. But picking on someone who's been given oxygen. I know, so... yeah. It's literally what? hitting a man when he's down. Yeah, literally couldn't be in any worse state. He doesn't want to hear this. He should be trying doesn't to make want... you feel good about himself. <laughs> exactly, should say, Smithy, I know you need an oxygen. It looks pretty bad. Just want to say, <laughs> I think this is probably the best you've looked. You know what? I think an oxygen tank really suits you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it sort of it yeah, brings your brings eyes, out your eyes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's he going to do next? Turn up at A&E going, you're old, you're bold. You've got a big nose. All right, mate. Yeah, yeah. Here he comes, big nose. <laughs> Kane's a troll. It's ridiculous. Is that what it is, do you think? Do you think he's become... He's like Just a product of the modern era. Yeah. <laughs> the Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Rock and Roll Football on Absolute Radio. We're delighted that Jim White can join us now as we cross to the My Sports News Centre. Thanks very much, Matt and Matt. Jim Wait here with May Sports News. Don't forget, you can tweet us at Aaron Aaron Football, your personal sports news during lockdown. Gary B got in touch. He got Celtic to the top of the English Premiership from Division 2 on FIFA 20. What? Uh, controversial. Well, absolutely incredible. I mean, Natalie, you play a lot of FIFA. Is that possible? Is that possible? Can you do that? I didn't know you could switch divisions like that. That's very impressive. Uh, well done. Uh, Cindy Nichter has been in, in touch. Uh, uh, Cindy has invented a, a version of water dodge in her back garden where she tries to hit the kids uh, as they jump in the pool. It's so much fun, says Cindy. Yeah, well, make sure you're not hitting them too hard. Uh, My Sports News does not condone 
the, the smacking of children. Uh, after six years, Chris Noble's rescue poodle, Charlie, finally learned to fetch. Chris and family are very, very proud. And well done to Charlie, who after six years... I mean, I don't know what dogs have to fetch anymore. Newspapers or probably just the iPad, which is where most yeah. people get their news these days. That's right, eh? Uh, Tina Bruce has run every day as part of the Wigan and Lee Running Community Run Every Day June Challenge. It does exactly what it says on the tin. Tina clocked up 210 kilometres, but is resting a little in July. Incredible work, Tina. Well done, Tina. Joseph Jones has discovered a very special power. This is big breaking news here on My Sports News. You might want to concentrate a bit closer here. He farted and the toaster popped. Uh, this is an incredible level of wow. talent we probably haven't seen since Paul Gascoigne uh, graced, uh, graced the stage. This is a level of, uh, uh, frankly, ladism that we haven't seen since 1990, <laughs> Natalie. What do you make of that? I'd love to see a replay of that. I really would. Uh, Amy Alterigo uh, logged almost 500 hours on Animal Crossing and has a five-star island, we're just hearing. Amy, we have no idea what you're talking about, but it sounds amazing. I mean, I, I've been to a pelican crossing and a zebra crossing, but I think an animal crossing, I mean, maybe that's just political correctness. Maybe that's yeah. all we have to say now. Uh, and, of course, we will all get on board with that at My Sports News. Michael Foster bought the 35th anniversary Rally Super Tough Burner BMX bike. Ooh, he hasn't yeah. done anything sporty on it yet. In Michael's words, he is fat and 50, but he's very <laughs> proud of his new of his new purchase. I mean, well, Matt wow. Dyson, you're fat and 50. Yeah. Give us some inspiration from your yeah. side of the fence. Well, get out there and do some bunny hops. You've got the trick nuts. Use them. i got no idea what that means. It might as well have been in a foreign language. But join us next week for more My Sports News. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. You may have noticed that the second halves have been a bit quiet, but we're now in a double air horn situation. <laughs> Two goals in quick succession, Matt Dyson. Suddenly they've burst to life. First, a goal which could be good news for Brentford fans, possibly Fulham fans trying to catch up with West Brom in that second automatic promotion place at the top of the championship. It's an equaliser uh, for Blackburn. Joe Rothwell has scored. It's one all, Blackburn against West Brom. And a shocker in the Premier League, champions Liverpool have conceded a goal against Burnley. Jay Rodriguez has scored, uh, scored even. It is one all. At this moment in time. That is incredible. Amazing. Burnley are doing very well at the moment. They are. Of course, Burnley managed... I mean, it's effectively Forest, isn't it? Sean Dyche, ex-Forest trainee, Ian Wone, yes, Forest Ian legend, Wone, Steve yeah. Stone, Forest yeah, legend. Yeah. It's basically Forest, but in different colours. So, in a way, we're already yeah. in the Premier League. So, it kind of doesn't matter whether we go up this season. Right, yeah. That's there. a good way of looking at it, yeah. We've been asking you for your... Famous grandparents, particularly if they're sporting related, in honour of Tommy Doyle, who, who's playing for Man City, and both his granddads did. We've had a phenomenal message here, Dyson. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, it simply says, if I followed in my grandfather's footsteps, I would be a spy for a foreign country and a bigamist. The, less, the lesson wow. is, to, is to use ancestry with caution. Wow. <laughs> oh my word that is incredible so that person's granddad was a spy for a foreign country and a bigamist yeah unbelievable would you take that life would you swap for that so, life dyson <laughs> well, it sounds too stressful i don't know how bigamists cope with all the stress of running <laughs> two families. It's, not, it's hard enough running one family uh you know trying to get involved in one family having to constantly live a lie and have two families oh it'd be so stressful why would you bother but I suppose but if, I you're suppose spy, if you're a spy, if you're, you're a spy, spy like, well, you've got to do it. Yeah, your whole life's a double identity. Well, that's yeah, it. Yeah, and that's then you it. think, well, what if I'm living two lives? Why should I be without loving my second life? Yeah, I suppose so. What about yeah, my? Yeah. Doesn't my fake personality need a relationship? <laughs> I suppose it's the one line of work where it's acceptable to be a bigamist is if you're a spy. I suppose that's the only. I suppose line in a way, work. it's like it's like being in a Coronation Street, isn't it? You're you're playing the character of yeah, Nick Tilsley, right, yeah. and Nick Tilsley'd have a girlfriend. Yes, exactly. I guess yeah, that's how they justify themselves. Yeah. Uh, text on eight because that is full on family scandal. <laughs> it's, I mean, scandal. why not? We've got half an hour left. 
Text on 81215, the, the, the biggest scandal in your family history. It could be you or your immediate family. It could be something you found on Ancestry.com. Let us into the hornet's nest. The skeletons in the, in the closet. What are the deepest, darkest secrets you've discovered about your family? I mean, this could go badly wrong. Text us. <laughs> Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Delighted that Roy Keane is back in the studio with us, uh, even though neither of us are in the studio. Roy Keane is here in spirit, in voice. Um, I, I, it's almost like being at a seance. I channel Roy Keane. Um, <laughs> yeah, and he comes he, through he, your body. Yeah, it's amazing. He comes through my body. Um, so, you've been texting us and emailing us all week things that you would like Roy Keane to rant about. Um, Dyson has a list of them <laughs> yeah. there, and I will. Yes. I've got both hands on the go. table, and my eyes closed. R- Okay. Roy, are you there? Are you there, Roy? I, I am. Keep your voice down, will you? I'm trying to get some peace here. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt you. Just um, Tony Montgomery has been in touch. Uh, he wanted to know your opinion on sandwiches, what's hot and what's not. Right. Well, I, I don't think you can muck about... Obviously, I don't like a prawn sandwich. That's well documented. <laughs> yes, but I, course, yeah. I don't think you can muck about... You know, the people doing all this subway stuff... You know, we've become too Americanized over here. We're living in a homogenized society now. It's no wonder the high street's dying, <laughs> by the way. But you're living in these people having these subs that are literally a foot long. Imagine when I was growing up in Cork telling me, man, I want a, a sandwich that is a foot long. I think the sandwiches we got, maybe five inches or something like that. It's just greed. There's no need for it. And people having these, what is it they're having there now? The, the gherkins and the jalapenos and they're getting it toasted halfway through and then the cheese is getting a massage and then they've got to get all these tomatoes. The sandwiches are plain and simple. Just two slices of bread, a wee bit of butter, not too much, but make sure you go to the edges and then maybe cheese and onion and you grate your cheddar if you're really showing off, but you slice Ooh. it because you haven't got time to be mucking about and and maybe <laughs> ham salad is the closest i would go but all these oh, big sandwiches yeah. you know what if, you, if you're walking around with a foot long you're saying something about yourself there and it's the same mm. that you're saying about yourself that men with those mazda x5s have and stuff like that yeah, if you if you're yeah. if you're practicing out in a sports car you're saying something about your body there and if you you, yeah. you you're feeling like a big man getting a foot long I, I don't think these are big men at all. And I think it says something about him. A smaller sandwich says a lot more about a man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, good point, Roy. Good point. Uh, one other one. Well, we've got you uh, on the yeah. on the, uh, on the the seance. Uh, uh, Ross Dalziel wants to know your views on Zoom calls. Oh, this Zoom call thing. No one knew about Zoom calls until COVID-19 and, and the lockdown. No one was Zooming before then. So this whole thing is, uh, you know, I, I get that people want to talk to their grandparents and whatnot, but just ring them up on the phone as you would. You know, we've had the phone for a long time now, and we all know how to use it. And the problem with a Zoom call is people are looking at themselves. You know, you're, you're on a screen with four gurning idiots, and they're all there grinning at you. And, and, and then, you know, on a phone call, I like to be able to potter about when I'm on the phone. I don't want to be staring at someone for an hour. And then the, the Zoom call ends at 40 minutes and people say, I'll send another link. I think I don't send another link. I've done my time here. You know, I've been in purgatory with you lot. I don't want to be doing another link. And then, you know, when I'm on the phone, I like to be able to, you know, stroke my dog or, 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 or sort of have my uh, paperwork or, yes. or just have the telly on quiet. Like, But if you're on a Zoom, you've got to be full attention. And you're just looking at a screen full of people looking at you. You know, it's like being, you know, I imagine, you know what it reminds me of? You know, you look there at a grid of faces. It's like walking into a pet shop, looking at a load of rabbits in cages. And it, it takes <laughs> me back to that. I think, well, I'm not going to buy any of these woe-begotten animals. They all look miserable. And that's what Zoom calls remind me of. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Impressive. Impressive stuff. Do you want, you got any time for any more? Or <laughs> He's gone, he's gone. I feel... Roy has left, <laughs> but his, his presence is still very strong here. He may, yeah, he may return, but for now, I, I need some rest. You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Late action in these three o'clock kickoffs. We've got a triple air horn situation. <laughs> Wait 
for it. Dyson, <laughs> what's all, going on? all of them. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday now 3 0 <laughs> up at QPR in the Championship. Jacob Murphy with the goal. Uh, Naki Wells has scored his third, his second of the afternoon, the third for Bristol City. They went 3 0 up against Middlesbrough just a minute or two later. Uh, Middlesbrough got one back. Britta Sombalonga, the former Forest striker, how we could do with his goals now. Uh, got one back for Middlesbrough. So Middlesbrough still losing at home 3 1 to Bristol City. So many goals. And at this stage of the season and this stage in games, it, it, there's still five or ten minutes left, depending on uh, when the second half's got underway. Yeah. It's just so cagey now, particularly if you're trying to stay up or you're trying to get up or you're trying to get into the playoffs. Yeah, West Brom still won all at Blackburn as well, which could, which is dropped points at a crucial time of the season for West Brom if it stays like that in the Premier League. It's still Liverpool won, Burnley won. We did ask you for um, scandal in your family history, and we have been <laughs> rocked and shocked to our core by the filth and the and the just the sheer Shocking. gossip. It's yeah. incredible. Check this one out, Francesca in Bristol. Says my great granddad had lots of connections in America and used to make money by selling splinters of the Holy Cross to rich Americans, which my dad actually caught him carving out from his antique desk at home back in the nineteen oh, forties. Wow. That is that's like a Jeffrey Archer book. That guy needs a filmmaking <laughs> about him. That is brilliant. That's amazing. Wow. Brilliant. Uh, Aaron in Hemel Hempstead, get this, he's got a double whammy. His mum was the first ever page three girl. No way. Yeah, which is amazing in itself. He says it was a nightmare at school, which you could imagine. And then he says when he was 16, he discovered that his dad edits uh, adult films for people to watch in America. (gasps) (laughs) His whole family are in the industry. I'm now 40 and my wife can't understand why I'm so normal, says Aaron. (laughs) Wow, wait, his mum was the first ever page three girl. Well, you'll have her picture on you all then, Dyson. You can tell us who it is. (laughs) No, not anymore. Not anymore, 40. Not anymore! Not anymore! (laughs) Not never! (laughs) Not what are you talking about? (laughs) Yeah, not anymore. The missus won't let me. Matt, Matt and you. Rock and roll football. Whistles blowing up and down the country, although the way forest games end, that, that could still go on another half hour. Yeah, yeah time goes but what are the extra l- slow. <laughs> <laughs> what are the latest and final scores, man? Well, the final whistle has gone to Anfield and Liverpool have drawn one all with Burnley. Jay Rodriguez mm. getting the equaliser in the second half. Uh, uh, so the champions not winning that one at home. Earlier, uh, Watford beat Newcastle 2 1 and West Ham got a 4 0 win at Norwich, relegating Norwich with four of the goals, all four of them coming from Mikhail Antonio. Amazing performance from him. Uh, he used to play for Nottingham Forest. Uh, he doesn't anymore, and Forest are still holding on for a one-all draw at Preston, uh, as are West Brom and Blackburn. Just the closing stages of that game. That'll be uh, two big dropped points for West Brom if it stays like that. Sheffield Wednesday still 3-0 up at QPR. Bristol City winning 3-1 at Borough. Millwall 1-up at Hull. And uh, Barnsley-Wigan, Barnsley right down the bottom of the table desperate for points but drawing nil-nil against Wigan this afternoon thrilling stuff now particularly as we come towards the tail end of the season and of course we're going to have the playoffs and the playoff fire can't handle it all um, no. but we what we can handle is the filth <laughs> in your past and some of these are incredible um, my granddad had a whole other family with the woman that lived next door to him and my nan what right next, next door, door. I wonder if it was like, you know those hotels where you get an adjoining door? Well, he must have just thought, I'll just get a a little hatch put in and I can just sort of... Just nip next door. No, but surely his nan can't have known. Sure, how can that have been kept a secret for all those years? That's ridiculous. But you'd be like, you know the neighbours' kids look really like ours. (laughs) They all kind of look the same. (laughs) Ridiculous. Mad. Have you got one there? Uh, yeah, there's another one here. It says my uh, great nan got married to Hitler's right hand man after World War Two, according wow. to my grandparents. This is from Alice in Boston. They didn't have any children, though, fortunately. What? I mean, a serious how do you... scandal. 
But I don't know if he's in Boston. I don't know if was was his great nan British and then fell for Hitler's right hand man after the war. Or <laughs> there's so many sure. more questions I want to ask about that. We yeah. don't have enough time. We'll get him on next week for follow up questions. Yes, yes, we have to keep this running for our own titillation. Dyson, it's been a pleasure. The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Well, there we go. We warned you about the wrestling story. I mean, it's such a great image, isn't it? A wrestler, and I, I, I imagine quite a rotund 70s British wrestler getting yeah. a big, long knitting needle, but right on the cheek. Yeah. But it, it seems to me like, because it's quite like pantomime, isn't it, wrestling? So it seems like it would be a prearranged sort of stunt and the wrestler would play along going, oh, who's this old lady with the knitting needles? Oh, what are you going to do to me now? But it sounds like this wasn't in the script. This was impromptu, which makes it more, even more exciting. I was going to say, I thought you were suggesting she was a ringer. No, no, no. It doesn't sound like she is. But, I mean, obviously, wrestling is just like choreographed dancing, really, isn't it? Most of the time. It is, although wrestling fans really don't like it when you say that. I mean, they in a way, the, the fact that it's fake in, in, in the sense that it's predetermined makes it even more impressive because you're basically watching phenomenal stuntmen. That's what you're watching. Yes, really, isn't it? yeah, that's so what it is. They still have to yeah, jump yeah. about and land and stuff like that stuff. You know, they're not on wire. You are genuinely watching that, but you're not watching an actual fight. It's not like going to a boxing match. No, exactly. Which makes me wonder about how the old lady gets involved and causes a serious injury by the sounds of it. Yeah, but this wasn't at SmackDown or Raw. This was this was not <laughs> this British was the old seaside. Big Daddy days, yeah, giant haystacks yeah, exactly. days. The great, the golden sort of era like of British wrestling. This was almost like borderline bare knuckle days. Like this was like <laughs> yeah. rough and ready. This is you're not talking about the Undertaker and Triple X or whatever or the Rock, no. Stone Cold Steve no. Austin. I mean, I don't really follow. It. I don't know who the big. Who are the big wrestlers? I seem now? to know a lot of wrestlers. Uh, I've no idea. Yeah, I haven't watched it since it was WWF which is yeah. now the World Wildlife Fund. Yeah, and that's WWE, and then it'll end up being WWD, presumably yeah. going back. WD-40, when it becomes a spray to, uh, yeah. Well, that's what the older wrestlers need to keep their joints. They supple. do, yeah. Yeah. If I, I think that's possibly the some... worst joke I've ever... It doesn't even count as a joke. It was just a no, bad no. quip. Let's just end. Let's just end, shall we now? Yeah, I, well... I, a whimper. I sort of... Yeah, okay. Goodbye. <laughs> Have you got anything else to give? Any, you any, just told me to end on a whimper. <laughs> and then you're mocking me. Like, but then you sound like you didn't want to end on a whimper. So oh, I no, I was gutted. I was genuinely... I'm so glad we didn't end on a whimper. Okay. Let's end on a roar. Rock and roll football. Podcast done.